The following is a TPC Network podcast. Yo, yo. Yes, Nathan? I thought to myself one day that there would be dimes and dimes a dozen, yet there's nothing to which I can see that this would not... What? Are you talking about the wishing well? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't know. Because we always talk about the wishing well every Saturday evening. Is it Saturday? It's Saturday, but you're listening to this on Monday. That's hey. kind of strange, isn't it? It is. It's like you wouldn't think that, you know? Yeah, and but at the same time, you kind of think things, but you don't think things, but it's kind of in the background. It's kind of like, like it's, it's like you're conscious, but kind of like un. Yeah, it's like you're not, but you are. Yeah, wait, unconscious. That's like when people get knocked out. I get knocked down, but I get up again. Good, good. Chumba Wamba. <laughs> Play the intro. <laughs> I am your host, Pepin, and this is Mita right here. I'm a person that happens to be in the room. Yes, and what was interesting is Mita was telling me that Chumba Wumba is a song by a band named Tubhead. <laughs> Tub Thumping is a song by the band Chumba Wumba. <laughs> so apparently it's a joke there I didn't get. <laughs> even a joke it was just a reference but you lost it so i'm like oh he gets it and then you're like i don't even know that was so random I'm like that's the name of the band yeah yeah oh my nathan so anyway speaking of chumbawamba today's topic is the unconscious mind <laughs> i think unconsciously you knew chumbawamba and that's what made you laugh about it I, I don't know. I don't know. Like it, I, I think it's just so random, but, but maybe. I think you knew – you've heard it before, but you didn't remember that you had heard it before. Mm, perhaps. I don't know song names very well, though. Like, I'm more just like, yeah, that song that I was playing – I usually know, like, where it is on the album, not so much where – or what it's, what it's called, unless it's, like, the name of the song is in the thing, which is obvious. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with you that there's often things that we – like, no, but don't quite know on the conscious level. And, like, sometimes I know things about people that I really shouldn't, like, I don't, like, I know it, but I don't know it. Like, I, I don't want to say exploited, but I kind of act in a way around this person where I shouldn't be acting like that because I don't know for certain that they are like that or that this fact about them is true, but somehow I know it internally. Are you talking about your gaydar? Uh... That, that's an example right there. That, that's an example. Like, sometimes you meet people and you, you kind of just know, like, instantly, okay, yeah, they're gay. What gave it away? Uh, what, what gives it away with people? Yeah. Uh, it's sometimes just, uh, I don't know, it's, it, well, it's kind of unconscious, right? I mean, there's, you can come up with reasons after the fact sometimes, like, uh, like, oh, yeah, he was into these TV shows or he was doing this. Sometimes they're just a little bit 
too well groomed in certain ways like like uh speaking of which you look great today uh, you've uh you've maintained your hair really well your clothes are on point your uh your your fashion sense has doubled tripled quadrupled from where it was oh thank you thank you so to continue on with this uh there's all these, like, subtle, like, hints that we see, and I think some scientists say that, like, 90% of our functioning or 95% of our, like, thought process is unconscious, like, it goes beneath the surface, like, the beliefs and attitudes we hold towards people are just, like, uh, it's just what we see on an instant, we're like, oh, yeah, this is what this person is, and, of course, we're surprised sometimes, but a lot of times we're, we're right, like, uh, I, I think you're telling me you're kind of instinctive, with how you see people a lot of times? Mm, I don't know about that. I, I don't think that's the case. Uh, I I think that... Uh, when we rephrase this, I remember a conversation like way, way back if I was like in college. Um, I don't... Maybe I've changed. Maybe. I, well, you're talking about whether... I think there's somebody you thought you couldn't trust. You're like, I can tell when I don't trust someone. Like, Yeah, I mean, that's a completely different story yeah. than being able to judge a person just by meeting them. Like I guess I guess it depends on how you're looking at judging somebody. Yeah, so, so let's make this more uh, general. So why don't we just keep all this whispering in? <laughs> It'll be charming, like we're having a real fucking conversation. We're having real conversation. We always have real. Well, I don't know. We have this little air about us, and I posted this in Face Punch, and that was the like only criticism that we got was like the show they didn't feel worked quite like a radio show, and we mm-hmm. kind of have like a radio format. But because the format was radio, it didn't work as just having us have a general conversation type podcast would work. We're like right in the middle and it doesn't please either side. Mm. So I don't know if we break down the walls some and just like <laughs> care less about the qual- the what we would call, you know, the quality. But at the same time, you could also call it a lot of red tape that might hold us back some. Mm. Maybe fr- okay. I think it's important to frame things but at the same time. Uh... Mm. Well, it was I mean, like, this conversation right here is just so meta that if it stays in the episode, it's such a revealing of like, like pulling back the curtain. Mm. Yeah, 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 I'm also tired as well. So, well, that's fair. You've been up since two a.m. So it, it's my memory is not that great, or I I miss not miss pull, but kind of miss attribute things to. Well, you often remember things that I just don't remember because my memory is really bad, and you remember these things like with clarity and like you know they happen. Sorry, hit the mic. So like, it's not uncommon that that's the case. Yeah. Well, also, there's that thing where you generalize from like one instance, like mm. you know, you, you you see someone trip and fall somewhere and. You're like, oh man, that person's clumsy. No, mm-hmm. only one instance of them actually tripping and falling and being clumsy. Mm. But uh, you know, now to me, it's like, man, you've like tripped and fall. You trip and fall all the time, man. Yeah, and you're basing everything off of this one time, and you're saying a lot of that happens on an unconscious level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I would say so. I, I mean, there's also the conscious level there, like the internal of that person who tripped and fell. If I trip and fall, I'm like, oh man. Like, my shoelaces were untied. I should really, like, you know, do that. Or, oh, man, I'm so tired. Or, hurt my leg at the gym yesterday. It kind of sucks. Or, huh, man, someone should have picked up that uh, that ice on the floor. But you watch somebody else trip and fall, there's none of that there. There's no, like, self-attribution to that happening besides that that person's a klutz. Hmm. Unless they're old, in which case, they're just falling apart. I mean, I, I don't, I feel like I don't have those, I don't do that much generalizing like that. 
Like, if I see someone trip and fall, I don't assume one way or the other. I don't assume that they're just clumsy. I wouldn't assume that unless I saw a pattern of a bunch of tripping and falling. The other day, I was walking into work, walking on relatively flat ground, and for whatever reason, my ankle buckled, and I just fell over and was laying flat on my back staring up at the sky. There was no reason why that should have happened. That pretty much never happens, but in this instance, it did. <laughs> I looked like a fucking idiot. And uh, you could assume that that happens all the time, but the reality of the matter is that it doesn't. That was just a fluke incident. Mm. So, I mean, I guess it depends on who, like, how you attribute things to people. What Do you make generalizations such as, I see this one thing happen and I assume it happens all the time? Or do you not? Do you assume the opposite? That was a one-time thing unless I see it happen over and over, and then I start to call it a pattern. Yeah, I guess, I guess there's a inclination to make generalizations very quickly. I, part of my own personal like uh, belief is I need to educate myself on biases like that because I'm very prone to making them. And so, so I find myself not making generalizations so fast, uh because I know I will make generalizations for, generalizations very fast with people. So your natural inclination is to make assumptions and to generalize, but because you're aware of it, you're able to dictate that you don't do that anymore. Yeah. Or as much. I, I, I think, well, I see myself often as, as being a jerk, which is my own perception because me kind of going like a bit, being a bit more aggressive to me is just being a jerk, but to other people, it's not me being a jerk at all. So it could be the case that maybe I'm not so bad with generalizations, but the fact that now I'm more aware of when I'm generalizing or when I'm doing that, I, I, it seems like I am more than I am. But it's also maybe the case that I was very much like that, and now that I'm more aware of these kind of uh, human behavior patterns, that, that it's not such an issue. Mm, quantum mechanics is fascinating. Yeah, quantum mechanics is very fascinating. And, uh, you know, the Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's cat? Schrodinger's horse. Horse? Can yeah. you find water? you put it in a box will it find water yes and no technically and that's one of the unconscious kind of things that we're very good at ourselves is kind of a free association which is something that freud kind of came up with like i think kind of Nietzsche as well but uh, freud was very big into like free association free association seeing what came up in the mind mm-hmm. so it's like uh i say a word and you kind of go off of it and you can't there's something we did back in college a lot yeah like how how do things connect in the brain what things connect to other things that aren't really related in any way, but through your own subjective experience are, have that connection in your brain. Or sometimes they are related and you make those connections um, because they're so related. And a lot of times that happens in ways that can be seen as offensive or as generalizing when that's just how things are in an objective manner. Hmm. Hmm. It's, it's always something that really fascinates me with uh, your. So, so, for those who aren't aware, Steve is a rapper, or he does. He's made a lot of rap songs, which are I found very impressive. His lyrics are very, very good in my opinion. And I was, I'm not great with the lyrics. I, I can be good with certain things, like certain catchy things, but I'm not very good with the lyrics. And I was asking Steve how he comes up comes up with his lyrics. And Steve was saying that he doesn't really think about it. It just kind of comes out. It's, it's almost like a free association, I think, in a way. And 
there's all these kind of like interconnectedness to his lyrics and it's very strange that that comes out and for me it's just his unconscious kind of mind is working on it but can you describe that process yeah i mean uh, kind of um every song's a little different so sometimes i'll um i'll just think of uh, randomly i'll pop into my head a line that sounds really cool like uh like uh, i was thinking about the four horsemen of the apocalypse and I said four equestrians of misery, and like I just liked the way that sounded. So then I was like, "Wow, how could I? How the heck can you like use that in any way?" And uh, trying to think of things that might rhyme together, but I don't just want to rhyme the last word. I want to try and rhyme multiple words in the same line. So four equestrians of misery, the quest begins in mystery, and just like letting it unfold from there, trying out different rhymes, seeing where it goes. And then eventually it just like all kind of just keeps coming and coming and tumbling out. Um, so I, I'm not sure myself sometimes how how the association happens. There was a time that I wrote something just like completely spur of the moment. Like I there was no thinking about it. I was just writing straight straight through. Um, and it ended up being like something about how the Bible could be a good guide, but people don't let it be a good guide. Instead, they let it turn them in the opposite direction, and it's kind of the opposite of what the original intent of the Bible was. Mm-hmm. It's it's so it, that process is so strange, and how things just can pop out. Uh, I, I used to write a lot of music, and uh, again, my lyrics weren't the best. Uh, I don't think some of the lyrics were that bad, but looking back at a lot of the lyrics I was writing, there was kind of, as my way of dealing with personal struggle and kind of the things I was going through. But and, and I was kind of aware at the time I was exploiting certain things, like I had this whole thing with my girlfriend not wanting me to smoke weed at the time. I used to smoke weed. And so I wrote a song about it because uh, I thought it would just be kind of funny to exp- – funny might be the word, but kind of just kind of funny to exploit this kind of uh, little personal drama going on in my life. And that's what, what my motivation was at the time, but – Looking back on it, that was actually my way of dealing with it. And the only way I could deal with it and write about it was kind of making like a comical kind of exploitation of emotions and mm. a circumstance. Mm. So like unconsciously, you were taking something that was seriously affecting you on a, a, we'll say, an emotional level and twisting it in a way that lets you deal with it through comedy. Yeah, yeah. It's the only way I could allow myself to express myself in that kind of way to the public I, I post a song uh, like in pub- public forums and stuff, but you know people don't really care that much. But uh, the only way I could do that was to express it as if it was sardonic or kind of a, this kind of a funny exploitation of emotion. Mm. And how do you feel it came out? Uh, the, the song? Yeah. Uh, a little cheesy. Yeah. Was it cathartic in a way though? Uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I it, it definitely dealt. The, I didn't really think about the issue after I made the song. Okay, fair enough. Did you stop smoking weed? Uh, for a little bit. <laughs> oh, is this at college? <laughs> well, no, that oh. maybe no. This was after the summer years, so it was yeah, a little after college. You mean your album, the summer years? Yeah, the summer years. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, winter is coming. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I had an album called The Summer Years. It was it was great. There's Awkward Dinosaur. Oh my god, that's an amazing song. And then uh, after the summer years, I made uh, Oven Mitts with Steve, which oh. is great. That great a, song. That's a great single. And then uh, 
I li- actually I was listening to some of our old episodes mm. when we were doing the I was doing the best of first fifteen episodes. Yeah. And oven mitts was played at one of the end of one of the songs, and I forgot how fucking great that song is. Mm, it's pretty good. It's so fun. Yeah, it's got me singing in it too, and that's probably the best thing I've done like on record. Mm. No, I, I definitely enjoy that song. I think we we worked very well together on that project. Mm-hmm. We actually finished that project, yeah. unlike a lot of our other projects. Right. right. Most of the time, that's my fault. I take I take credit on that one. Credit, blame, whatever. Mm. Uh, my 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 creative endeavor, or the way I work creatively, a lot is. I don't really think about things or I, I don't know. It's kind of weird because uh, I have ideas a lot of times and I have hypotheses, hypotheses. That sounds right. Okay. Hypotheses. And also just, just ideas that kind of float around in the back of my head. There's not a whole lot of thinking going on in my conscious brain. Like I'll often just like kind of like, huh, I should think about this thing. I should figure this out. And then I was like, okay, brain, figure it out. Like, not literally like that, but, like, I was like, I need to think about this, or I'll think about this. And I, I can kind of, like, peer back the curtain, peel back the curtain a little bit and kind of, like, see that I'm thinking about it, and I can see there's work going on on it. And I'll get little, like, kind of revelations or thoughts uh, throughout the day or throughout the week and stuff. But it's not like I'm really thinking about anything at any time. It's all, like, unconscious for me. Like, uh, it's, it's kind of like that process of... Uh, I don't know if many can really anybody can relate to this exactly, but let's say you're trying to remember somebody's name, and you can't remember the name. Like, oh shit, it's on the tip of my tongue, and then remember it like you know weeks later. Like, oh fuck, it was a uh, John, John uh, Ostrich egg. Yeah, I know John. <laughs> and some people like they don't realize they're thinking about that person's name in the background, but I'm kind of aware I'm thinking about that person's name in the background. It's gonna come out eventually. Mm. That, that's interesting the the idea of like like exactly what you're saying when sometimes people or sometimes you're thinking of something trying to think of something and it's right there on the tip of your tongue and then when you stop thinking about it that's when you're actually able to think about it again or actually get the answer again mm. well it's like uh, thought processes and stuff like that they're not always linear I think we put too much emphasis on linearity with our thought processes and thinking because it's like our conscious mind is very good at kind of, you know, flashlights, like a flashlight. It can focus on this one single thing, kind of do step-by-step procedures. Whereas a lot of the thinking we have to do is like, uh, it's more like a spider web or like this uh, kind of going through every possibility in our mind and kind of figuring out the best possibility, which is, you know, there. And that takes a lot of like, it's more like a outward kind of traveling at spider webs in multiple paths and i think a lot of our social thinking so a lot of our social interactions and how we interface with people is done through that kind of stuff so what the best way like we, i find myself i don't get into many conflicts with people but when i do i will think of every little thing they could say every possible interaction and i'll be arguing with that person in my head for like days like everything i could say to them everything they would say back to me and I've mapped out every combination that could be out there. Of course, I'm not very – of course, it's not every combination. But every combination I can think of with this person's simulation in my head. And it, it kind of drives me crazy a little bit because it's just like stop stop thinking about this, but I can't. It's mm-hmm. always going under the hood. No, I definitely do do that too. 
Um, but I don't do like every possible combination. Instead, I just try and do the most likely couple that that specific person, by me knowing that person, will probably bring up. Um, and then how I can I can help steer the conversation in a most of the time in a less conflicting way if possible. Like, what does that person need uh, in order to to satisfy the argument for them? Versus what do I need to satisfy it for me? Because all I care is that it's like the argument's over because most of the time arguments are stupid miscommunications. Yeah. Would you say there's more of a, it sounds like there's more like more of a conscious direction there? Yeah, I mean, it, it's something that like it unconsciously creeps into my head to like all of these possible conversations. But once it's there, like the way that I get rid of that unconscious thought plaguing me is by consciously thinking out the thinking it out and saying okay so this is it the conversation is probably gonna go one of three ways option one here's how the here's the entire conversation and how it will go option two option three and then i then it's gone from my unconscious mind and i can unconsciously think about other things that that may be less stressful to think about hmm, right right I, I i i think i've used that method unconsciously because uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh Sometimes when something's really bothering me, it's like I just give like two or three outcomes and I'm like, uh, so either this outcome happens and, you know, let's say I'm having an issue with uh, a friendship and, you know, unexpectedly, this is naturally an issue I'm having, you know, just where I bring it up. But let's say I'm having an issue with a friendship and this friendship might be ending, you know, because of these complications. So there's like three different outcomes. I could lose this friendship, number one. Number two, this friendship could kind of stay there, but it'd be a little bit muddled. Or I could, you know, repair this friendship. And just three different options, and I could be all fine with all three, but, you know, ultimately, how do I want to end this? And ultimately, I have to be okay with losing this friendship in the end if, you know, I want to get... If I want to maintain myself and my self-integrity. So instead of putting all this effort into thinking, I'm just like, okay, I have to be okay with ending this because it's it's not uh, it's not uh, worth it. Mm. So are you saying you're taking the path of least resistance? It, it's uh, or you're setting yourself up for the worst possible outcome. It's more like I'm setting myself up. It's more like I'm setting myself up for the worst possible outcome. Also, the most probable outcome. So it's, it's like the time and effort required to kind of repair a friendship is very, very high, and also the value gained from keeping your friendship maintained where there's all these issues is is not uh, is not worth it. Like. Mm. It's like having a let's say you have a, like a like a boyfriend or girlfriend, and it's a rocky relationship. It's it's not that good. It's often best to just end it because there might be goods, there might be highs, there might be lows, but it, it's not that great. Mm. You know, there's mistrust, there's issues, there's things which too much history. Mm. So it's just best off to end it. You could also you could you could possibly repair that relationship with uh, you know, like therapy, counseling, or you know, good talks or boundary setting, all this kind of stuff. But is it really worth it to do that? I mean, it's a lot of effort, it's a lot of time, and is this person really that valuable to you as a friend? Mm. So ultimately, I'm just you know the ultimate kind of step is just losing that friend. Sounds like a very uh, very abstract and difficult uh, calculation to make. It is. How it much is. is a person worth to you as a friend? Well, it's it, near impossible to have to decide on. You know, it, it will, you also have to ask the question, how much have you seen this person you know, outside of these circumstances? Were you really, like, it, it, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, which mm. is why 
it, it's one of those things where my brain, when really has a when it has a problem to solve, it puts all of its resources onto that problem. And so, if I'm trying to figure out a solution to you know you know making this friendship work, there's too many possible ways to think about that, and I'll put like almost all my effort into solving that. And if I go into well, how can I just maintain this friendship without really addressing these problems, there's also so much cognitive power there. But if I just say, okay, fuck it, let's just end it because it's too complicated. I mean, that that's if I put the end rate there, it's a lot easier to deal with, like on a cognitive level, unconscious level. Mm. I don't find these thoughts really popping up in my head. You know, besides when it comes on for the podcast here, in which case uh, it's an example of something. Right, right. Hmm. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's hard to come off that little conversation right there, that little uh, tirade or whatever mm. it was. But it, it's, uh, I think I've made, I've made this analogy before with uh, Odysseus and the sirens and uh, Odysseus sees these sirens and uh, they're calling to him, and they're so beautiful because uh, I guess the tales are people just will dive into the water and you know get uh, drowned alive by these sirens because they're so awesome. So he wanted to hear them, but people were like, no, Odysseus, you can't do that because you're going to go there and drown. It's like, no, no, tie me up to the the shaft. Mast. Ma- <laughs> the shaft. Is tie up my shaft. Let's do this. Was that for you in slip? The... T- tie me up to the mat. Oh, it's kind of like a dick shape. Mm-hmm. Very phallic. Yeah. Tie me up to the uh, mast of the ship, and uh, and uh, I want to hear it. And don't cut me loose, no matter what. And so he did it, and he survived. But uh, the whole thing with that, the whole like kind of uh, unspoken story to that, or lesson from that, is you got to know your boundaries and know your limitations. And one of his limitations is. He knows that he's gonna go down and drown, you know, with these sirens if he can hear if he's not tied up. So he ties himself up. In a similar way, I know I'm gonna kill myself with thought if I, you know, don't come to some kind of uh, emblematic solution to this problem. And, you know, it's gonna be so much cognitive power that I'm just gonna end it in my mind. Hmm. I would imagine that doesn't make it any easier necessarily, though. No, no. Hmm. But you know, life isn't easy. Shit, shit, shit. Uh, shit is shit. Hmm. That's true. Which, which is, uh, uh, it's, I mean, one thing which I've kind of delved in a little bit is kind of, uh, not Buddhism, but, uh, mindfulness. I mean, uh, mindfulness practice has a lot to do with Buddhism. In a lot of ways, it's kind of inspired a lot by that kind of stuff. But being aware of your emotions, feelings, and kind of unconscious desires and kind of things underneath and kind of accepting that, you know, sometimes shit's tough. I mean, sometimes life is like that. Like, I might have these kind of uh, feelings of, like, uh, like, uh, oh, so, so shitty, I'm so tired, and blah, 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 blah. But it's being okay that you're feeling that and just kind of just kind of push, pushing through it. Mm. Uh, like, uh, like, uh, you... I'm sure you get these undertones of just kind of being tired and not wanting to do things and kind of like, oh, man, do I have to do this today? But you, you kind of just push through it, and you kind of put your conscious level kind of above that. Mm. Above the the feeling of not wanting to to do something. Yeah. Mm. Like, okay, I'm just going to push through this day. I'm just going to do it. And then 
it may take like a little while for your body to catch up with you that day, but your body eventually catches up with you. Mm. And You're inspirational, Nate. No. Very Nike-esque. Just do it. That was my motto back in the day. Well, there you go. And then Mikey, Nike stole it. Yeah. Well, no, I stole it from Nike. My, Mikey stole it. And then Nike took it from Mikey. Oh, fuck Mikey. Yeah, nobody liked him. Fucking dick. But, you know, you are what you eat. Is that why dicks are dicks? We'll burn that bridge when we get to it. It's all, it's all about non sequiturs. Non sequiturs are great though because it's it's a great way to like segue from thing to thing. And speaking of segues, uh, we actually have a partnership with what's that ad? The comic book segways dot com. <laughs> They're a new sponsor as of right this second. What's the what's the thing where it's like the comic book thing? Which one? The com- um, the comic hunter in Charlottetown. Okay, but let's, let's segue to that. All right, we'll go to commercial. We're doing that. No, we're going to do the ad. They're like, live. Oh, we're doing the ad live? Yeah. I don't know the <laughs> Hey, guys, do you like comic books? Do you like board games? I love them. I like to play them at the day and read them at the night time. Come on down to Comic Hunter in Charlottetown. That's in Canada Town. Maybe gotta get yourself a good, good hot comic book. Pop that bad boy in your den. With take a seat, pop squat, open it up to the good pages and read all about the warriors and wizards of olden time. Or maybe you like the futuristic robots and other fancy technologies you're gonna have to give a good read to those ones my favorite's the superhuman strength of wonder woman and how she saves the day with her lasso of truth which is my special power too but enough about my dick how about you nate i i can't pull off rick and morty like that That's not Rick and Morty. It's like Rick and Morty ask. It's like <laughs> I guess kind of. It's like the same kind of. Uh, okay. um, oh, like when they're watching TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, future TV. Yeah, it's it's like the improv there. Um, How they make a plumbus. My my favorite comic book must be Attack on Titan. Oh, is that a graphic novel or a comic? Uh, it's like a manga. Yeah, same thing. But uh, well, they have like the little. You know co- compilation novels like so consider it there i mean graphic novel but attack on titan it's it's not based on the show because the show is based on the manga mm-hmm. but the manga is actually very good like i've had these weird experiences where like i, I was thinking about the show a- after reading the manga and then it's like wait that doesn't make sense that didn't happen on the show like but it's clearly animated in my head such to a point where I'm like, I, I thought it happened on the show because my mind has created this whole kind of like a visual representation of it where I can imagine the actors saying the lines. I can imagine the animation, all these things going on. It's, this, this has never happened to me be, before. My, imagi- my imagination is not that good. Hmm. So the manga is that good. It, it creates this world and this these characters and these plots and it, it just kind of animates it in your mind. So uh, the manga... It's very very good. Uh, it's just you read. It also just it's it's kind of Game of Thronesy. So the whole kind of show is kind of like Game of Thrones in Japan, I guess. Japanese Game of Thrones, and then less so. But there's political intrigue, political uh, 
sabotage. There's this whole mystery about uh, what's behind the wall, what these titans are about, and all this kind of stuff. It's very, very interesting, very, very satisfying to read. So Nate's personal suggestion is Attack on Titan on Cartoon Network. No, no, the manga. Oh, the manga on Cartoon Network. No, no, it's like... Watch it on Crunchyroll. They're not a sponsor. It's not the anime, the manga. The animated manga on Hot Topic t-shirts. Did did it sell that soon? I don't know. That's a good question. Somebody Google that and send me a picture. Can't can't you Google it yourself? No, no, no. Send me a picture. (laughs) I'm too busy reading the manga on (laughs) Nick at Night. Fresh Prince was great. Oh, Fresh Prince. In but uh, is that the Will- Willard Smith? Willard, Willard, yes. Carlton Banks was on there. Oh, Carlton Smith. And then there was that guy who uh, Trevor he died. Phil? No. Trevor? Yeah, Trevor. Uh, the news lady's uh, boyfriend. I didn't watch Attack on Titan. Ah, oh, damn it! Well, Attack on Titan was a great show. Actually, until, I did watch it until they brought in uh, uh, Louis Farrell. Is that Will Ferrell? No, no, Lewis. Lewis and Clark? Well, Lewis and Clark explored America for a while, and then they decided, fuck this shit, let's go to Japan. Yeah, and that was around the same time that uh, Chris Farley and that guy from Friends were trying to race Lewis and Clark to the coast. But he was being a ninja, which makes sense because he was actually visiting China, but China wasn't so much into the ninja shit, Japan was, which is why... He actually started in that movie about ninjas, like Beverly Hills. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop, starring Robert Downey Jr. and a light post. And then Charles Manson had like this integral part where he employed his powers of musical genius to describe the human condition. Well, in a way, I mean, he was more about Atwa than anything, and it, it's very fascinating. I surmise that uh, Charles Manson is actually Satan incarnate. But because he's locked up, Satan's had to work his way through other people. Uh, but it's just such a mainstay of, of what I believe Satan would be all about. And that's like humans are killing the world. And Charles Manson is the world in a sense. I feel like the devil is the earth, is the, the, the life force of the earth. So in a way, the devil is what tempts people into sin. So it's the it's the sin around you, which are, no wait. Let's put it this way: so the earth around you is the temptation, and the sin is taking into the temptation, which is the earth. And the pre the heavenly pursuit is within yourself, and this is why Satan cheats on. Oh, I, he doesn't cheat on someone. It's like Saddam. No, Saddam cheats on Satan with uh, Phil. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and I don't know, they have dildos for some reason. I got I satanic dildos. Yeah, and they go to where are they supposed to go? Detroit. That's <laughs> definitely a good movie. It's my favorite manga that I've ever read. Well, you should have seen the graphic novel. Oh, I tried to watch the graphic novel, but I didn't have Crunchyroll, so I just ended up having to read the manga instead. Mm, manga, you, you you know, ma and ga are two words. If you say him like that. Guy is not a word. Unless you're a young babe. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like a... Not the pig in the Gah, I can't do it. That's no. That's an exclamation. And that's an obscure exclamation. It's not even like a real one. Onomatopoeia. No, that's a different... Well, maybe. 
<laughs> Maybe it is onomatopoeia. Well, I think it's also another word out there where it's like, uh, like pow. Why did I have to punch my like crash? So like, well, mm-hmm. crash is a word though. Yeah. So is pow. Is it? I'm sure it is. Yeah. Like pow, wow, da, 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 da. a chew. A chew would be like a great name for like somebody in like uh, East Asia who's like learning Taekwondo. It's a great name for a Pokman. A Pokman? Yeah, you put him in the balls and you carry him around with you and then you make him battle other chews. Oh, I get you. So it's like Digimon. Exactly like Digimon, just like Yu Gi Oh! And just like the watches, and then it's time to. Yeah, and then you you pull it back, and they spin around in that little bowl together, and they crash into each other. Dude, I was, like, super into that shit. I mean, uh, like, th- this one time, it's, it's apocryphal, I must say, but... Uh, Char- Charlize Theron? I was going to say Charlie Sheen and Coke. Yeah, it was the same thing. But that happened one time in my life, and it was a sad time because there was dancers hookers and a uh, cable through which this story was spun and the threads of fate just couldn't even pull us together are you talking about three and a half men again i haven't really seen that your show. favorite cable network show I, I haven't really seen that show to be honest <laughs> but i hear it's it, it's pretty funny no it's not until he left no it's not funny at all and then they brought on sheldon from the big bang did they i don't know john parsons I'm, some, I'm, I'm making this off, to be honest. I thought they brought in Ashton Kutcher. Oh, yeah. They, um, I, I, see, I didn't... I remembered something about that, and then I made something up, but it was actually true. This is Unconscious Thoughts. Whoa, just like the title of this episode. Live on We Need to Talk. talk. Jinx, you owe me a soda. Can't I, talk until you get me a soda. I think we were twins once, because... Uh, oh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito? In the hit movie Twins, I, I don't know movies. It's, it's a movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito are twins. Why? Because that's an amazingly comical concept. Isn't Twin Peaks a movie too? Twin Peaks is a TV show, I believe. It's about politics. I don't know. I've never seen what it is. But then there's this one, you know, the Archie comics. Yeah, yeah. There's a TV show about that now, but it's like dark and gritty and like uh, modernized. It sounds kind of dumb. Uh, from what I heard, it's really, really good. No, oh, in one case, it's really, really good. Oh, now we know. From what I've heard. I'm glad we talked. <laughs> Is this the last episode of Dooney we need to talk? Wait, that's not the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the last episode of We Need to Talk? Oh, I almost got it wrong again. (laughs) (laughs) Find out next time on We Need to Talk. We came, we saw, we talked. This show made no sense. But what did you talk about? I don't know. We haven't heard from you yet. Guess why? You need to get at us at twitter.com slash WNTT1. Oh, good one. I forgot all about our Twitter because I was too busy on our Facebook page. We need to talk show. Also, 
don't 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 we have like other friends like TPC Network? We are now a part of the TPC Network, and uh, we're actually partnered with quite a few different podcasts, different shows. We've done a lot of stuff with uh, the Detroit Podcast Network, um, Podcast Network Detroit, I think it's called. Ironically, and uh, they're fantastic. But TPC Network. Tons of different podcasts on there. Uh, they're launching a new site very, very soon. And uh, we also have some sponsors. Hot sponsors. Hot off, hot from the oven. Here they are. <laughs> Just play some, play some sponsors. Sponsored ads. We never get sponsored stuff yet. I'm sorry. I'll do that one again. <laughs> got the new like on the intro <laughs> got in your laugh yeah oh like like, like break like this just break just break break uh that was like the most nonsensical <laughs> opening we've ever done this has been a tpc network podcast for more shows like this go to tpcnetwork.com slash podcasts